It's 1985. Supermodels are being carved up in Milan, and it's up to a blonde forest ranger to save them. The movie is nothing underneath. My guest is Ray. This is Manic Movie Monday. Tonight on the show, I am delighted to have a dear friend to talk about this wonderful sort of like giallo, but not really thriller from the 80s of all times. Uh, Nothing underneath. Please welcome the incomparable Raymond. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, Ray. Um, hello. It's wonderful to be here, Miss Erin Dawn. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. And so nothing underneath, like before we get into the plot of this movie, which is pretty bananas, um, what is your background with this movie? So um, really, I don't have a lengthy history with this one. This isn't one that I grew up with or have even known for years. Okay. I'm a I'm a big fan of Vinegar Syndrome and yes. I saw I saw this one come out was it like the end of 2020 maybe? Yep. Okay. Yep. So I saw it and I was like, "Oh, that looks interesting." And I saw it was like a combo with two movies and I saw Donald Pleasance was in it and I'm like, "Okay, I'm a Halloween aficionado. Like right. I have to see Donald Pleasance in this Italian like giallo hybrid and i read the synopsis and i was like this sounds actually really interesting mm-hmm. like right up my alley so yeah yeah i mean if you have like a movie about supermodels getting killed in milan in the 80s i am I so there for that <laughs> right what is more like quintessential than that i mean yeah. what a concept for a, an 80s slasher film or mm-hmm giallo or whatever this movie is trying to be right no idea (laughs) yeah it it has a lot of different things in this movie there's kind of a whodunit and then there's a crime drama and then there's some hashtag me too situations and it's there's a lot going on in this. there's a lot of layers yeah when I was watching it last night because I had a refresher I've watched it twice in the last week. Okay. Nice. I <laughs> so love it. You're my was... favorite kind of guest. <laughs> <laughs> I would have watched it again today, but I just, I couldn't. Right. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but so I was watching it. I'm like, wow, this is really like, there's some camp in here. Like mm-hmm. some intentional, some, I don't think intentional. And then there's like the, just the slasher, but the body count isn't super high. So it's right. not like, it's more thriller. It's definitely classy. It's got a lot to it, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my background with this movie was, it was one of those films I saw at my grandma's house when I was a kid. <laughs> um, my grandparents had a satellite dish. And when I say they had a satellite dish, they had a satellite dish in the 80s, which was like huge. And it took up the entire yard, right? So they didn't really think that their seven or eight year old granddaughter was going to be figuring out how a satellite dish worked because it was crazy. Like, you know, it's not just like you have, you know, 20 channels. It's like you have different like frequencies that you tap into and those have 20 channels and those have 20 channels. So we had this one section of channels, which were movies that had just come out on video 
and we're going to make sort of like a pre-cable um premiere right so nothing underneath was was one of those movies and i remember kind of seeing the name of it and being like "Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) right like it's so naughty but then i watched parts of it because i mean i'm seven or eight which means i'm not going to be able to sit down and watch a movie i would have to sneak it every now and again with the channel changer um to see parts (laughs) of it and there were things that i really that really stuck out to me like the fact that they use one night in bangkok which is one of my favorite oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) and and the fact that it was just you know beautiful women i mean all i remembered at the time was like beautiful women scissors milan 80s music you know and it was like that was kind of where it ended i wasn't i didn't really know who donald pleasance was at the time because i'm seven or eight years old right yeah so it was nice to be able to revisit it when it came out on blu-ray thank you vinegar syndrome and be able to watch it with you know clean eyes basically um different movie by the way yeah (laughs) (laughs) totally different movie but one of the things i noticed while watching it this time around was just the artistry of it i mean the 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 scenery the way that the scenes are constructed and we'll talk about that but like it it's a it's just underrated i i really believe it's underrated i think a lot of people because i one of the critiques i've heard online is oh well it doesn't have enough blood and gore to be considered a true giallo so i don't know this is kind of like it tries to be a giallo but not really and it's like I feel like this movie's in a class all its own. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would. You know, like, I love Argento. Don't get me wrong. I love Baba. I love Fulci, for the most part. Um, so <laughs> I <laughs> I have a, I, I have a limit uh, for Fulci. Yeah. But there's only so many flying maggots a girl can see before I'm yeah. like, oh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, but this movie, I feel like it just, has its own thing going for it and so i wouldn't lump it in with like oh it's trying to be this or it's trying to be that i would just basically say like no it just is it's just it just is it's a little bit of a dog's breakfast i mean there's a lot of plots going on (laughs) yeah well see i was reading some things online and people were actually comparing it more to brian de palma and yes instead of dario and all that you know right so okay which is funny that you should say that because it had the same composer and um it had uh dinagio who you know de palma adores so there was a lot of um there were a lot of nods to de palma and i guess apparently that was by design there were they were like big fans of de palma when they shot that so yeah i i definitely get that vibe just just by the way it was constructed the the misdirection and the some of the even like the lingering of certain shots and just how things were was yeah very absolutely i agree with you on that so the plot (laughs) for anyone who's never seen this movie by the way you need to see this movie um you can either buy the blu-ray which is available from vinegar syndrome or it's free on tubi right now like everything else yeah right (laughs) (laughs) it it and its sequel are free on tubi so it's pseudo sequel oh yeah pseudo sequel 
I, I don't really, it's weird. Cause I don't consider it to be, I don't consider too beautiful to die to be a sequel. I consider it part mm-hmm. of almost like a trilogy of some kind, you know, because it's, it's in the same, like models getting killed music. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. That one feels like a prolonged slasher music video like an art piece yes yeah. okay that's funny you sh- that's funny you should say that my boyfriend did not like too beautiful to die at all i he thought it was not paced well see i watched um nothing underneath and too beautiful to to die in the same afternoon because it was one rainy afternoon i was like well mm-hmm. what am i gonna do yeah you know? there you go <laughs> perfect movies to watch on a day like that but uh yeah i you know, I wasn't as impressed with that one. Mm-mm. It wasn't bad, no. but it wasn't as good. Right. I feel like I, I feel I feel like Too Beautiful to Die has um has some pretty cool like set pieces and elements and the and the music's pretty cool, but the story is like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's just not there and there's really no mystery. No. It doesn't no. have that same like nothing underneath is so interesting you know how sometimes like 80s tv movies have this like really captivating like you want to watch it kind of thing right they have to they have to push you to stay up till 10 o'clock yeah well it it has that like melodrama sort of thing to it where the other film doesn't really have that it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like titties and girls dancing you know it absolutely is and it's this like, movie is definitely titties like a nothing underneath is titties yeah. galore if that was mm-hmm. its bond name that's what it would be yeah tits galore <laughs> absolutely which is a little but like a hint of bush that oh like weird bush shot that is so jarring okay all right so we're getting anyway, away we'll get from to that we've we've, <laughs> we've 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 lost the plot completely okay sorry so the plot of the movie I uh, is um a Wyoming forest ranger jets to Milan to save his twin sister, a fashion model from a scissors wielding slasher. Right, which is like, yes, sign me up. And then Donald Pleasant shows up as a cop, as an Italian, an cop. Italian <laughs> cop. Right, yeah, Italian in quotes. Cop. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those, like, when you first start watching it, you kind of think like, okay, so this is like an American sort of movie. And then it switches because you go to Milan and everything is different. Like the cinematography is different and the way it's paced is different. And you get that like creepy, weird, I don't know what he's called. Is he a bellboy? Oh, the, the like, yeah, the like clerk guy, whatever. The, pan- the panty sniffing concierge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ah, Ugh. you know, <laughs> you've got, you've got him. Then you've got the models, and you can distinguish them. They're 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 not like oh they're just it's just another slasher movie where all of the women are you know indistinguishable. There's just like one after the other and everything. And I don't feel that way with this movie. I feel like the characters are actually pretty fleshed out. Yeah. Well, they focus on just a few of them too. You see yeah, a lot. Not, of them. I mean, it's it, there's a for for being for being this magical hotel in Milan where all of these models happen to live. It's like a mo- it's a model house, like yeah. America's next top model. <laughs> Does that make the creepy guy Tyra? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, 
you need to go. (laughs) (laughs) So all these models do in fact live at this, at this hotel and it becomes pretty obvious that there is a couple different stories going on here. You know, there's the fact that the models are disappearing one by one. There's this guy who has come into town to try to find his sister and he's sort of lusting after our uh renee simonson um i can't think of her name barbara barbara yeah i remember because her name is so not (laughs) it's really weird yeah well when when she's introducing like they're being introduced because his name is bob bob and and he says yeah he says something like bob and i thought like was he calling her that or was he saying that's his name the way the scene is just super yeah anyway i wrote down all of their names to make sure i remembered them that's good that's (laughs) good i like that thank you for that um her name is weird yeah okay so i want to hear i definitely want to hear your thoughts absolutely like before we go into like the whole cast and stuff let's let's, i want to hear your thoughts my thoughts on the whole movie well, I, I really enjoy it, actually. Um, I, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like, I, when I first watched it, um, I was really swept into the mystery of it all. I think it's done pretty well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's, you know, you don't necessarily see it coming from a mile away, what's happening. Because they really, they started off and you're like, hmm, what's happening? And then they kind of build some more things on it. It's It's just done very well. You know, it's not something that like oh you see it and you're like okay i know what's gonna happen you know Mm -mm. especially the end the the twist at the end is nope didn't see it coming at all couldn't have predicted that for one second no No. it's so yeah (laughs) it's so out there especially for that time yeah 85 that's yeah crazy yeah yeah we didn't we didn't see a lot of lesbian love affairs gone awry with you know diamond smuggling and there's (laughs) There's a lot on yeah there's a lot going on you know it's like wow okay um so yeah so we've got tom schlanley as bob (laughs) and yeah i was like not even gonna try and pronounce that name he is massachusetts born and bred he is still acting, writing, and producing. He has done a ton of stuff. He just he just like continues to work. And I'm 99.9% sure he wrote his own IMDb biography. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. <laughs> he he had he had a great interview on the on the Blu-ray for those oh, of you interested. Is that that's awesome. Yes, he does have a great interview on the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray, by the way, is not a bare bones Blu-ray. It has a director commentary. It has, it even has a commentary by like an actual film critic, a yeah. female film critic. Um, you know, it's got, it's got its behind the scenes. It's got its little featurettes and interviews and stuff. So yeah. I believe he, there's an interview with the, maybe two of the screenwriters and then um, Pino DiNaggio as well. Nice. Wonderful. So, so great. Yeah. Ah, see, Vinegar Syndrome that's getting a shout out today because vinegar syndrome puts out they don't put out bare bones shit they don't put out stuff where it's like here have a trailer (laughs) i mean i watched this movie moonstalker for the first time and it was on this big box set of like three 
you know, homegrown horrors. The thing. Wow. And um, so Moonstalker got a feature length documentary <gasps> on the making of the film. That's awesome. So, you know. Thanks, Vinegar Syndrome. Vinegar Syndrome puts in the work. They do. They do put in the work. I agree with you on that. Absolutely. Nicola Pering plays Jessica Crane. That would be his twin sister with her beautiful shortly cropped mia farrow yes her hair's hair. cute there's a very specific type of woman that can pull off that haircut and those are like stunningly beautifully faced women and she is one of those women she can totally pull off that haircut that is not a that is not a friend to a lot of women <laughs> right well and I, she really was a model at the time yes so yes she's a lot of the women were model. yes absolutely um maria mcdonald who plays our one our 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 one model of color because yeah. there really aren't any um she went on to do uh miami vice the mighty quinn so she kept acting Catherine noyes who plays carrie who is i am in love with Catherine. Noyes, she's but. my favorite yes her blue eyes they oh really i don't know what cinematography wise i have no idea how they did this or whatever or if she's just a stunningly beautiful woman which i'm you know sure she is but the look of her eyes and the way they framed her eyes and everything i mean she is just stunningly beautiful and for our heterosexual men out there and some lesbians uh there's there's some there's some bush action and <laughs> for some very odd and jarring yeah. reason because there is a scene where the diamond smuggler um just saw her panties and it is just a fuck like you could hide a vcr in that bush it's right there it's it's insane it, the transition because it's literally it's weird because the scene is so um our protagonist bob is looking through his sister's room because that's where he's staying and he's pulling out some stuff from her closet i think he's putting his stuff in and he finds a pair of underwear which is weird why are you looking at your sister's underwear <laughs> anyway and he holds it up almost to the camera and then it and like quick cuts to her fucking bush and her underwear being ripped off it's like so jarring it's like okay like damn <laughs> carrie okay all right yeah like, we need another reason to hate the diamond smuggler guy but there it Let's is. talk about how the fact that he has um, portraits of himself all around his bed. <laughs> all around his bed. Absolutely. Just like, fantastic. Ridiculous, like, modeling shots of him around his bed. And he's not even a photographer. Like, that's the thing, is he's just a, that's all, all he does, according to Philip Wong, my 100% favorite character in this movie. According to Philip Wong, he smuggles diamonds, he fucks models. Yeah that's what he does and it's that's all he does in the movie <laughs> that's it that's what he does it's crazy so speaking of philip wong philip wong is an actual fashion photographer um and he has a website philip wong photography.com he has done editorial work fashion photography beauty photography portrait photography he has tons of essays out there um, I don't know how they got him to be in this movie. Like I'm, I, I'm guessing because he was part of the fashion world that they wanted to include him, maybe. Yeah, because he knew he knew he knew his stuff, you know. Um, but he's great because he's got the most deadpan. <laughs> he's got the most deadpan delivery 
of lines in this movie. It's real. It's it's I mean, like realistic. It's, it's that it's that like hard like this is the industry kind right. of like, nothing underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gives us a title drop. Too. He gives us yep. the title drop. He totally does. And then, last but not least, we have Renee Simonson as Barbara. Barbara is originally from Denmark. She left Denmark to become a model. And like all models in the 80s, dated John Taylor from Duran Duran because it's just a thing you did. And she. <laughs> she actually was supposed to become a bond girl and she turned it down wow yes she was modeling and then she decided at 24 that she was done with the modeling industry she went to israel did a sojourn came back ended her modeling career got married had two children got divorced became a children's book author not to mention <sighs> an award-winning children's book author okay met the love of her life and that's what she does she is married has children and writes children's books so i guess there was something underneath huh <laughs> <laughs> if i could so that was five so i would that was so perfect <laughs> oh my goodness gracious that's so good um now, behind the scenes wise, okay, so the thing about this movie is there's not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, however, you know, if you watch the the commentary, uh, which I did not do in preparation for this show and will admit it, uh, there's probably a ton of behind the scenes stuff that I missed. But it was originally supposed to be an Antonioni film, but he and he was asked to direct the movie, but he turned it down. Nothing Underneath was the 22nd most successful film of 85 86 in italy beating out hollywood blockbusters such as the goonies spies like us and mad max 3 wow and it's actually based upon an italian novel by the same name but the book says the movie has nothing much to do with it the director found the book ugly which means i'm totally gonna try and find it by the way uh and (laughs) And decided to keep only the title and the very idea of model murders in the Milan fashion scene. That is interesting. Because it's like, yeah. well, what, what's what's in the novel? And and if so, you know, is it is it has it has it been translated to English so I can read it someday? I mean, it's that that seems really interesting. So that's uh that's all we have on BTS, but so let's talk about the things you really loved about this well i love well i love the like outlandishness of the brother sister connection because Mm -hmm. they have like this telepathic yes thing and we haven't even mentioned that Um, right so yeah the the twins big role in the film yeah the twins are telepathic a la de palma's the fury um they have this telepathic connection where and the whole reason that he decides to come to milan to try to find his sister is because he gets a vision that she is in danger and feels like he's in danger at the same time and so that's why he decides to go to milan and figure out what's going on with her and he gets different visions during the movie and that's how he kind of tracks her whereabouts so to speak and then we run into Donald Pleasance as Inspector. What is what is his name in the movie? 
do you do you have it written down in your uh, list? No, it's like De- is it Danzy or something? Dan- I think it is. I think it is. Yes, I think that so. Actually, sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but he he plays you know a pretty small role in the film. He's not the lead. I mean, it's sort of like Halloween in that really he's not in it that much when you <laughs> think about it. That much, right? You know, it's mostly focused on the models and uh, and the brother. Mm-hmm. But um, he plays the detective, um, and he is kind of like, well, he's he's older, and he even says at one point that this will be his last case. So mm, yes, yes, whether he finds your sister dead or alive. Hopefully I love the ladder. <laughs> hopefully the ladder. I love when he is typing into that like DOS based computer and he's typing like models who have been murdered and, and it like gives you the list, you know, and he's going through the list and he's trying to like connect the dots and you're sort of like, okay, I can't read Italian. Oh, well, there's a, there's a track on the thing on the Blu-ray that, um, Oh, where you translates it for you. Translates the thing. <gasps> yeah. How fabulous. Erin, oh, enter the new decade, sweetie. <laughs> I know. I know. It's really sad. I'm like, I chose to watch this movie on Tubi, whereas Ray chose to watch it on the Blu-ray and actually. Do you actually, have the Blu-ray? I have it, but I want. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you wanted those commercials, huh? I was just like, I'm just going to watch it on tubi because you are like my father my father oh. will have a blu-ray and won't watch right. it and he'll just watch roadhouse on tv yeah absolutely uh, I, absolutely i will look at my i will i will sit there and be like do i own this movie and i'm like oh i do i do own this movie i could go upstairs and i could take it out and put it in the dvd player but no or i could just i'm going to watch it right streaming <laughs> Oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, mm-hmm. you're cute. But yeah, it is translated on the on the Blu-ray. Okay. Oh, that's everything. Cool. Everything okay. in Italian. Yes. Everything in Italian is translated. Um, for some reason, Donald Pleasance decides to go to lunch with. Well, he's just going to lunch with our our male protagonist Bob. Um, but they decide to go to Wendy's. Yes. And it was Wendy's Bob's idea. That's that's actually what the actor says in the interview. He said it's probably that he was familiar with it with because you know, he's he's from America and he's right. from Wyoming, so right. He knows he's like, what we Wendy's should go is. to Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's interesting is that Wendy's, if you look at the logo and everything, it's actually just called Wendy. There's no oh, S. Oh, there's no S. So hmm. maybe it's because it doesn't translate well. I don't know. I guess not. Yeah. And poor Donald Pleasance trying to eat pasta with a spork. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I remember when Wendy's decided that they were going to do like their international food where it was like they had this, they, they had this very strange salad bar that had, you know, it was like, this is the Italian salad bar. This is the Mexican salad bar. And like, you could have everything you wanted Wendy's and it did not last clearly um but yeah i would <laughs> when he's when he's trying to eat his pasta with spork i was like did they actually mm. have spaghetti here in the states uh, they used to like in the 80s wendy's was big for having these weird salad bars which like i ha- had all of these different nationalities attached oh my to them. god but now no 
no well wendy's, yeah no wendy's <laughs> is strictly burgers and fries and the occasional chicken sandwich which has to be fried but that's it okay i was thinking because there's there's a salad bar that they're like there's a big like wide shot of the whole restaurant mm-hmm. and you can see them like getting out of a out of, it, it looks like a salad bar yeah yeah yep i, w- I was, was like oh that's fancy that Europe. was a thing in 85 86 yeah absolutely yeah wow. the, the, the wendy's salad bar you know i really love that <laughs> <laughs> um the fashions in this movie oh my are god phenomenal <clears throat> yeah so let's yes. talk about talk about that you know when i was watching okay so there's the the scene in the beginning where he's like see it's like cutting from him bob to Mm -hmm. his sister jessica and he's like in wyoming at this and it's so interesting the juxtaposition of like this big open natural space compared to the like dark stone dark narrowing hallway yeah Yeah. it's so interesting they keep cutting back and forth um but so this is in the beginning and it's cutting from jessica at a party and it's showing some of the models that you'll eventually be introduced to, like yep. like Carrie, which like is Carrie. Uh, mm-hmm. Catherine, whatever's Noyes. Uh, yep. Yes. So that's her character. She's wearing this red dress, and it has like this big ruffle on it, and it looks like this Barbie gown that I have. I'm a I'm a Barbie yes, poster, by the it's way. It's very um um. It's it looks very... like Oscar de la Renta. Oscar de la Renta. Yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I I was watching and I was like, oh my god, I want to like recreate her look because yes. it's so. Uh, I love her like bob haircut. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so she's fabulous. She's so oh fabulous. my god, I love her. I love her so much. Oh my yeah. god. And there's 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 a scene Are that my favorite. Yeah, my favorite, okay, go, go, go. one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when she's walking home. It is yeah. masterfully done. It's a like, great suspense scene. Oh my God. Where she's walking and she thinks she hears something and she stops and then her high heel gets caught and you have this beautiful like royal blue high heel. And, you know, and it there's, there's a lot of Argento in that scene. There's a lot of almost Suspiria in that scene. And then she... You know, she's looking around and then, oh, and I guess, I don't know if you can explain this to me because I still don't understand it, but the phone rings that, so there's, there's, they're like these like phone booths, but, and it's ringing and she picks it up. I know that's what I was thinking. I was like, is it like a, did she call a cab? She called a cab in the, uh, in the apartment when right. he kicks her out and then right. she goes out and oh my god and i wrote this in my notes i wrote this in my notes she throws her she has a big orange coat and she throws it down and she runs outside and, and she has this like midwest accent that comes out and she's like my cab that's my cab <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she runs out and the cab speeds away and she's like shivering i'm like bitch go back in and get your coat, your coat. what are you doing <laughs> like you threw it on the floor it's not like you can't go right back away. in and get it yeah and then she walks out and there's like these like payphone things that are outside mm-hmm. and one rings and one she puts rings. it up and she's like hello <laughs> yeah and that's it and then she and then she puts it and then she hangs up the phone and i'm like who's on the phone but I, but i believe if i have to play devil's advocate i believe that it's probably set up just to lend this like paranoia element to it oh there's like nobody on the street no I mean, she's all alone it's so it's bizarre totally deserted and then the phone rings 
and she, you know it was yeah, like oh like who, my god who's on the phone but yeah it's super her mm-hmm. accent in that scene cracks me up. i'm like where is she supposed to be from because she her accent's not very consistent through the movie i'm like i wonder yeah. what nationality this actress was because she kind of has like for that one scene she's she's totally midwest yeah it's kind of like it's it's kind of like when you watch hackers and you see johnny lee miller and johnny lee miller is is essentially like an american accented person throughout the entire film except for one moment in that movie where he's at a like nightclub and he has to yell and all of a sudden he becomes like dirty gary oldman british like (laughs) flat out like he's like riser in blind the freaks and then goes right back to being american again and you're like what just happened so yeah i <laughs> i'm familiar with people is it as bad as the actors in slaughter high oh i love <laughs> oh man do i love that that's one of my favorite things about that movie is the weird accents that just Where are these people come from? and go <laughs> it's like okay british not british not from Britain, not Texas, not Texas. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's, that's a thing. <laughs> she gets back to the house or whatever, model home, and she's, you know, going to take a bath. And this is a very beautifully shot scene where she goes into the. Is it the. Okay. Where are the diamonds? they're in this out. the freezer are they in the refrigerator yeah okay yeah. all right i was right okay yes she goes into the refrigerator she gets they're the nice cube out. tray <laughs> yeah right she looks she looks they're at the like diamonds frozen in an ice cube tray yeah i know i was like oh, okay i mean i don't it's know literally I've never ice. diamonds is that a thing yeah, ice right yeah well exactly. remember she got them <clears throat> in a skeevy manner so she can't just like have them oh you know, right out. right she's like oh there's just i'm just gonna in put them pocket. in here i mean Blamer, I think that's pretty smart to put it in like an ice cube tray. You would an never ice cube tray. Look there. <laughs> no one's gonna look there, my friend. No one's gonna look there. No. So the diamonds. So let's talk about the diamonds. The subplot, one of the many <laughs> in this film, is that all of the supermodels went to someone's house, went to Diamond Smuggler Guy's house. I don't know his name. I don't remember his name either. You know, um, that's Diamond okay. Smugglers, Diamond Smuggler Model Fuckers house, and they all decided to play Russian roulette like you do when you're yeah. on cocaine when when it's the 80s and you're a model in Milan and you're on cocaine yeah I mean there's a whole, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly lots of reasons so they decide to play Russian roulette and up uh, somebody somebody gets shot and now they're left kind of having to keep this secret that there's somebody who's been shot and we don't really know anything about her right no just, no you just learn that she's missing she's, that a, missing she's a model and she's missing and that's it <clears throat> yeah. so so in order to keep their mouths shut the diamond smuggler guy gives everybody their own little pouch of diamonds cute little diamonds cute little diamonds <laughs> hush diamonds <laughs> they're hush diamonds um and in the meantime obviously if we needed to hate smuggler diamond guy anymore um he's also kind of rapey he's a total creep even this this guy that played him is brilliant at the really good yeah absolutely i mean he makes you he he doesn't have a lot in the movie really either he just has a few scenes nope 
but he but is he 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 owns effective. those scenes very well as the creepy yeah. creeper dude you know um and then meanwhile barbara is trying to put the moves on uh bob crane uh but they keep getting interrupted so. yeah right well can we talk about the nudity in this movie can we yes. talk about that there's a lot of it there's i was really shocked i mean we've already talked about carrie's bush the scene here. yes yes but um there's a scene where bob first gets to hotel scala where the the models are staying he's yeah he's in his sister's room and he like looks out the window and he sees into another room and this woman is literally just like going to town fingering herself on her bed and he's just like watching her do it and i'm like this is so out of nowhere like yeah i wonder that's a good you know like i said that's a good point because i don't know if that was like a takeaway from the novel or if mm. that was, you know, one of the director's touches that he wanted to put in. <laughs> touches. <laughs> you well, know, like, it felt very Brian De Palma. In that well, way. yeah, De Palma is into, you know, I mean, two things De Palma is known for female masturbation and ripping off Argento, you know. <laughs> then they interviewed De Palma and he goes, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of Italian horror. Then you're like, really (laughs) maybe they're telepathically linked yeah (laughs) so we've got the fashion obviously milan is its own character um it's just so beautiful and i've never been out of the country other than canada so i've never gotten to experience like you know that that europe that like level of well that feeling of like being somewhere that's so much older than everybody (laughs) like nothing is new and modern like it's all old yeah Yeah. and the architecture in this movie is so fantastic when he finally reaches the destination where his sister is being held oh by the way spoiler alert coming um the the that apartment or whatever the fuck that is (laughs) is so beautiful and dark and gothic and just the the artistry of it is just amazing i love it i I love the shot of him walking you know walking down milan basically being you know drawn to this building not knowing why he's being drawn to this building and seeing all of this all of these statues and even that like moving yes thing oh that is... weird like sundial thing yeah, yeah that's like just spinning around it's like that's yep. so european <laughs> yeah. it really is it really is it's like oh my god and then when he finally like gets into the building and the building is like almost abandoned it has this like abandoned feeling to it you know and oh my god and then yeah the ending i mean we got to talk about the ending because uh it turns out <laughs> well we've touched on it a little yeah yeah. so it turns out barbara has been having a relationship with her and um and apparently she found out that they had gone over to diamond smuggler guy's house and what had happened now i don't know if barbara knew did barbara know the story behind it or was she just mad because she went to some dude's house well she she must have known because she said it changed her right okay so okay 
Yeah. So I mean, she, she targeted yeah. those other people right. that were a part of it. So she must so, have. So she has been the one stalking and killing all of these models <laughs> because she is involved in a lesbian relationship <laughs> with Jessica with Crane. Jessica Crane. Um, and there's now, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there a scene where she is like being intimate with her dead body or is that a flashback of them being alive (laughs) that is a flashback of them being alive okay okay and it's so weird because he's having it so like is it is it her dead body telepathically having a flashback with you like what is happening here wait what okay why are you imagining your sister getting fresh with this woman like i don't understand yeah I know there's a lot some of boundaries were crossed. Some boundaries and some some uh, some brother sister boundary type stuff. Yeah, so to speak. yeah, yeah. So, so and on top of that, they different. have that. Connect- yeah, they have they have yeah, a literal twins have connection. that connection. Yeah, twins yeah. have telepathy and all that. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> but yes, I can tell you that the relationship I grew up with with my brother was not close. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, and the shot is really interesting too because it I think it's him like looking at them and it like fades into an overhead shot of the sister laying on the bed butt naked. Yes. And there's like a red thing on the pillow and it almost when you first look at it, it looks like blood, but it's not. That's what it's I like thought. It's like the negligee, I, right? Yes. And that was where my memory went was I was like, is she? Because I, I did. I thought, well, maybe she's just into necrophilia. Like, maybe she's <laughs> just, you know, like, oh, well, yeah. she's dead, but, you know, not dead to me. Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> but then I guess that transitions into an actual love scene between the between them where she's moving. <laughs> so yeah. She's not dead. Okay. Yeah. So no necrophilia Thankfully. in this film. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. Sorry to disappoint you. Sorry to That's disappoint you. Wanted the freaks who listen to this show but they so he tracks he does track her down to this abandoned apartment where uh mayor mccrazy barbara has been keeping her corpse just sort of a la mrs bates a la mrs bates very uh very very psycho very graduation day very graduation day too yes yeah, even just... even there's another thing that's very graduation day in this as well Ooh, what because you know i love i well, love talking about that when they go tumbling out the window oh yes 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 yes, yes absolutely absolutely yeah very similar which is funny because i think graduation when's graduation day 81 82 81. right 81 so and then this is 85 86 so um yeah it makes sense uh but yeah the, <laughs> the movie the, the movie ends with him finding out that his sister is in fact deceased barbara did in fact do it because she's cray cray and she decides you know what i'm going out i'm going out in style she goes flying through the window grabs the body and they go sailing out the glass (laughs) while this syrupy stringed music plays oh yeah oh it's and then like you've got this amazing cinematography where the glass is breaking against the face i mean mm-hmm. it's just you know in slow motion in yeah. slow motion and then fades into the black and then the titles 
there you go titles that's it movie's over (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so much to love really seriously so much to love about it and it really i feel like it needs a it it just needs more fanfare you know i i feel like it's though we we've got a blu-ray obviously and lots of people have obviously purchased it and it's on tubi and tubi has not you know pulled it yet you know like they do yeah Um, right and it's part of a okay so i don't know i wouldn't call it a trilogy so it's this movie too beautiful to die and then there's another one that came out later isn't there one that came out like in the last is it the last like five or ten years it or is. something like 2017 or something yes. like that followed <laughs> by too beautiful to die in 1988 and then the last fashion show in 2011 so that's the one i want to find 2011 yeah wow is okay so fashion show yep oh soundtrack holy shit okay so there's no actual soundtrack for this movie like that was released but one night in bangkok uh i am what i am uh, these songs are used in this movie and pretty pretty prominently you know and during yeah. the fashion show yeah there's also another song oh called hot for you by karen young oh <laughs> and that's at the party scene in the beginning i knew you <laughs> i knew you would know i knew you would know more music stuff that's why i was wondering i was like i wonder if there's anything else in the but that's good in the, during the opening disco during, yeah, party like the, the club scene club. yeah with miss carrie and her oscar de la renta oh my goodness <laughs> I, I love that we we're on the same page with that though um okay my favorite shot in the movie i'm sorry my favorite no shot no no please yeah her looking under the bed when she drops one of the with little the tiny sne- diamonds in the sneakers yes, yes. Well, the key lighting on her eyes yeah her all yeah. of her scenes are what make it feel so italian horror yes. to me absolutely i would have focus on the on eyes the you know mm-hmm. i was like this is like a classic stuff here she's gorgeous her pout during some of the scenes is so funny too she's like mm. she just has this like <laughs> debonair like look at her i just love her i'm like you should have been in more movies elegant oh. powder yes she has the look of someone that you're kind of like why wasn't she more famous like what happened there because she seems like she would be and she has a great speaking voice i mean she really yeah. you know no idea where she's from and there's no information on imdb but none but she is a really like awesome presence in this movie and makes you want to be like oh my god I, you know is she in anything else and it's like nope <laughs> no I, they're they're all great though it focuses on just a few you get to know them pretty well yes and they're all yes. really good, you know. And everyone's everyone's really good in this movie. There really there really aren't any like down points in this film. This movie is very well paced. Mm-hmm. Um so it's you know, it keeps it keeps the time. It, yeah, know? it keeps moving mm-hmm. and, and the the score helps yep. a lot too. Absolutely. Um it really elevates the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. having a name like Pino Dinaggio doing a score on your film yep. is like it's just great you know now did he do he also did don't look now right i believe so for the score because yeah. that score is phenomenal i oh think that's God. isn't that where 
um brian de palma saw his work and was like hey want to want to work for carrie that's a great (laughs) no you know what i do not know that story and that's really interesting i'd have to look that up but that's great yeah and that would make sense i'm pretty sure yeah because don't look now is a masterpiece i'm actually doing that in a couple weeks like we're recording that in a couple weeks okay cool because it's so good and it's just it 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 has the most bananas batshit ending of any movie (laughs) well see i had that ruined for me because i was a child of the early 2000s and i watched this thing on bravo do you remember when bravo like gave a shit about bravo 100 100 scariest moments moments, yeah yeah they spoiled the ending on that oh my god so the first time i saw that movie i had heard about that movie a long time because it's very famous for its sex scene like it's very famous for being a movie that has a very explicit sex scene for a mainstream film and so i was all and for that time right as soon as i was old enough i was like, oh we're gonna see don't look now Uh, (laughs) they're like i want to see this so i watched it one afternoon it was on like cable or something and i watched it and it got to that last two minutes of the movie and i was like what the fuck is that and then you know and then it reveals itself and you're like wait what and you're just shocked and then but then it makes you want to watch it again because then you're like oh i want to pick out I know it's one of those movies you mm-hmm. the, the second time you watch it you appreciate more of it because it's like yeah oh okay okay mm-hmm. all right you know oh yeah yeah especially the scene where there's a scene where Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie is one of my favorite scenes is where they get lost they're trying to go to this restaurant at night and they really don't know their way around and I I love the the feeling of paranoia but the feeling of being not in your home and, and just kind of getting lost on the street and they're trying to figure out where they're going. And all of a sudden, they hear this gasp come from like one of the alleyways. And as you, when you watch it a second time, you realize that that is a moment that the killer is killing someone else. You know, it's just, you just hear this like, <gasps> and then that's it. And, you know, and Donald Sutherland, we're like, oh, we got to find this restaurant. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Like just that, that feeling of stranger in a strange land just that feeling of being in a place that you don't speak the language necessarily you know and um the fact that everything is under construction is another part of that movie that's so amazing is that everything looks like it's falling into the water <laughs> you know yeah and- which is a big theme of that movie mm-hmm. which is huge yeah. which is totally a huge theme so yeah, man. So yes. So yes, keep a keep your ears peeled for uh, a future episode with Don't Look Now. Um, but Ray's coming back for cheerleader camp, curtains. Hold on. Scrolling through my notes, like, what did I promise? What to? Oh my god. Angel. Angel. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So excited we've got angel we've got cheerleader camp i mean and we've got curtains i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be ray heavy it's gonna be a hot lineup y'all 
<laughs> it's definitely going to be a hot lineup. All a right. Lineup. Oh, wait. I wanted to mention one more thing. Yes, about totally. This movie. Oh, my God. Okay. So do you know at the beginning where he is having that vision of his sister getting killed and he calls the guy, um, like the ranger guy, and he's like, call Milan. And and then so he's talking to this woman and she's like this Midwest like phone operator. Yes. And she's like, she's like, hold on, I gotta look for that. And she's like painting her nails. Her nails. <laughs> and then she dumps the nail polish onto the what looks like the yellow pages. <laughs> yeah. All over the area codes of Milan. And <laughs> that's a great moment i didn't even think about that that is a great moment and it, and the red kind of some there's like some symbolism there yeah you know? oh definitely yeah definitely and just just the out of place like big wig like she looks like an extra on mama's fam like mm-hmm. she is so <laughs> funny and just her line delivery of like oh how no like i don't know mm-hmm. and then there's another moment in the movie that i want to talk about too yeah i, I know these are then these are the, all the odd moments these are what i wrote down on my notes that's great I was like, that's exactly these are the things what we I are want. going to forget to talk about no. that we have to mention love it bring it so there's a scene where he is because he got a postcard from what he believes is his sister and he's reading it and he, this is when he's like decided like okay my sister's still alive i'm gonna go home I'm going to leave. I'm just complicating things. So he wants to go and he goes to where it was sent from. And this woman who's like dressed like a librarian. (laughs) She's, he's like, you know, can I see the original forms? And she's, that's against policy, blah, blah, blah. And then she turns around, basically tells him to go fuck himself, get away, like leave. And she turns around and she's tending to her little hamster that's in a cage. That's right, the hamster. And he's, because he's familiar with animals in the wilderness which i'm like okay but this is a hamster this isn't like a fucking bear yeah but, you're you know, not whatever. you're not grizzly adams <laughs> like yeah he's apparently the animal whisperer so he's like well what's wrong with him maybe if you move him away from the traffic he'll eat his food because she right. says he's not eating because the so noise. then then he moves him o- or she moves him over the hamster and the hamster comes right out immediately and starts eating and then she has a change of heart and like decides to give him the original like you saved my hamster i'm going to break the law and give you this information (laughs) and it's just like i wrote down moving a hamster away from the street is a huge plot point (laughs) because it literally is what makes him decide to stay i mean yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's funny Oh my gosh. I didn't even think. Yeah. There's lots of these little moments in this movie. That's what, what makes it so unique. It is not a movie that you've seen before. No, there's a lot of layers to it. A lot of little like character bits, little side moments and just interesting little things. I mean, there's a lot of cliches in it, like things Mm -hmm. that you'll see before or later in in horror films, but the way that it's acted, the way that it's shot, the way that it all comes together, it really creates something unique in the genre that I think people that are interested in giallos and maybe something leaning a little more toward thriller than slasher will really enjoy because it's not as graphic as a friday the 13th movie no no definitely not nor is it as gory as like an argento film no yeah there's the blood is very minimal Minimal. um but it's it's such a suspense yeah it works really well with that and if you're into something with high camp 
mm-hmm. um, something with, well, with great music. We've already talked about that and the fashion and the, the acting. I mean, it's, then it's right up your alley. Check it out for sure. Absolutely. And it has a very European look to it, mm-hmm. the way it's shot and everything, but it's also, it also has a very timeless feel to it as well. Um, especially with, especially with the scenes involving Carrie, honestly, like just the scenes involving like the shooting of her, the way her face is lit and the way that everything is constructed, even though obviously the decor of her model room is, um, is a little dated. Right. Uh, but it doesn't matter because this, the story and the way that everything is sort of mapped out is just timeless. Really, truly. Yeah. It's an effective little movie really totally totally four stars (laughs) check it out bangkok oriental sitting in the city don't know what the city is getting the creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but yule brinner time flies doesn't seem a minute since the tyrolean spa had the chess bars in it all change don't you know that when you play at this level there's no ordinary venue it's iceland or the Philippines, or Hastings, or, or this place. One night in Bangkok, in the world's superstar. The bars are temples, but the pulls ain't free. You'll find a god in every golden oyster. And if you're lucky, then the gods are she. I can feel an angel sliding up to me. One town's very like another when your head's down over your pieces. What do you mean? You've seen one crowd at polluted thinking town. Get tired, you're talking to a tourist whose every move's among the purest. I get my kids above the waistline, sunshine. One night in-